This episode is brought to you by Plate IQ, your accounts payable automation and expense management solution. Plate IQ works with over 20,000 restaurants across the nation, and they work with restaurants all over the spectrum from Michelin star to QSR and everyone in between. So Plate IQ uses OCR and OCR stands for optical character recognition, and it's the technology that recognizes text within a digital image. So like I said, Plate IQ uses OCR in deep machine learning to eliminate the manual data entry from the accounts payable process. So now you can automate the full life cycle of your invoices from the general ledger coding to the bill payment via Play IQ's vendor pay network. Ooh, let's dive deeper into that vendor pay. With Play IQ's vendor pay, you can seamlessly flow from invoice upload to paying your bills. You can earn cash back on invoices from over 180,000 vendors. And just the fact that you're paying your, your vendors online is a win. I mean, no more paper checks. Woohoo! Am I right? Also, with Plate IQ Vendor Pay, you can see what's due when and schedule payments by check, ACH, or Plate IQ card. And we've got to mention with Plate IQ Vendor Pay, there's no escrow. You don't lose flow. In other words, no money leaves your account until it's received by the vendor. Lastly, I've got to point out that Plate IQ isn't just for the restaurants, it's also for the vendor. Actually, vendors love Plate IQ because for the same reasons you love it, because it makes your life way easier and you want to keep your vendors happy because that will give you leverage in negotiating your terms. Everyone, you and your vendors can filter through a digital filing cabinet and see which vendors have already been scheduled for what payment. Your vendors won't have to hunt you down. That means no more phone tag and everybody loves that. And then lastly, vendors participating in Plate IQ's vendor pay network love it because it shortens days sales outstanding by 25%, aka vendors get paid 25% faster. To learn more, go to plateiq.com slash unstoppable. And if you use that link, you'll save at least 25% off implementation. I don't know about you, but I am always blown away by how quickly menus get destroyed at the end of the night. It's like they're either soaked, soiled, or torn by our patrons. It's almost as if we're sending them into war every night. Well, if we're sending our menus into battle every night, we might as well send them in equipped with the same materials the U.S. Navy SEALs use. That's right. TerraSlate, the creators of the world's most durable paper, created the industry-recognized waterproof menus by using the same exact materials they developed for the U.S. Navy SEALs. Their menus are not only 100% waterproof, but they are also rip-proof, which means you can have a better-looking menu that lasts. Now, I know a few of you are listening to this thinking to yourselves, who needs indestructible paper when I've got these fancy laminating machines and uh, these menu jackets with a plastic sheet that goes over the menu to, to protect it? Well, yeah, okay, maybe those tools help you keep your menu looking lively longer, but not that much longer if we're being honest. Am I right? And how much time and money are you wasting relaminating or rejiggering slash replacing those menus after they do eventually get worn out? I'm telling you, there is no better or easier option out there than 
TerraSlate. TerraSlate menus have been saving money for restaurant owners and managers in tens of thousands of restaurants around the world since 2014. Each menu is self-sanitizing as TerraSlate's proprietary antimicrobial nano coating is added to each one. And get this for free on every menu order forever. Ordering the world's most durable menus is easy. When you're done with your menu, when it's time to roll out a new menu, just recycle the old ones and head to www.terraslate.com. It's that simple. So a huge part of industry conversation and focus right now is currently centered around the topic of leveraging technology to streamline process and reduce the workload to offset this stupid labor shortage. That's why I'm excited to present to you Hello Slang. We can all agree that missed calls means unhappy customers and unhappy customers means lost business. Let me put it a little bit more directly. When you miss calls, you lose business. Yeah, I know, Eric, but staffing's so expensive and with the cost of labor going up, do I really just want to pay somebody to stand by a phone? Seriously, what's a restaurateur to do? Well, meet HelloSlang.com. Never miss an opportunity due to a missed call again. HelloSlang.com uses AI technology to understand your caller and give them answers immediately, 24-7. HelloSlang.com expedites orders, reservations, shares hours and specials, and answers any custom question. Plus, HelloSlang.com can automatically text callers important information like addresses, directions, menus, anything except Yelp reviews, but let's be honest, who's going to miss that? Am I right? HelloSlang.com works with casual dining all the way up to fine dining concepts across the country. And yes, I know there is this concern of losing the human touch. And that is one of my biggest concerns with technology like this too. But one of the reasons why I love HelloSlang.com so much is because you choose which calls get forwarded to you so you can preserve the human touch. And I should mention it only takes 30 minutes and it can be even faster if you choose to go with the white glove onboarding process. To learn more, go to HelloSlang.com slash unstoppable for your first month free and no long-term commitment. Again, that's helloslang.com slash unstoppable for your first month free. What's going on? Unstoppables. So happy holidays. This is the, I'm calling this the restaurant stoppable holiday special, the story of seven North. So uh, I'm actually here with Jared right now. Say hi, Jared. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Jared, you guys heard me reference Jared a bunch of times he travels on the road with me. He does all my editing. He does all a lot of the copywriting for restaurant stoppable. Uh, he's essentially R- restaurant stoppables, right hand man. And uh, this is a holiday special. So uh, traditionally during the holiday season, habits are off, which means downloads are typically off, but we didn't want to not publish anything. So we decided to use this opportunity to share a project with you that has been in the works for over a year. Now the story of seven North. So a little background into how this podcast came to be Doug York and spoiler alert, uh, Doug York is a a hip hop artist that I'm a fan of that I've in my travels around the country. I had his music blasting in my ears and I've always just been a big fan of Doug York. And I found out that he opened a coffee shop in Exeter, New Hampshire. And when I 
when I discovered this, I immediately went there to go check it out. Being a fan of his music, I wanted to see what his coffee shop was all about. And in that first visit, we started chatting each other up. I told him I had a podcast and he said that he always wanted to start his own podcast. And immediately I just started encouraging him to do it. And uh, that banter eventually evolved into a three-way collaboration between myself, Jared, and Doug. Uh, and that's kind of the backstory of what you're about to hear that podcast that we've collaborated on over the past year. Um, and I'm going to leave it to Jared now to kind of explain in his words, what the podcast is. Cause he's, I gotta give Jared credit. Jared did the majority of the heavy lifting on this project. And I couldn't be more proud of his work and what he's done uh, with this project, but I think he can speak to it better. So take it from there, Jared. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I would describe this thing as a five-part nonfiction, narrative-driven podcast miniseries, which tells the story of Doug York through voice memos that he recorded throughout the entire process of opening his coffee shop. We also interviewed his family members, his mentors. Uh, I also sewed in a few clips from Restaurant Unstoppable episodes. My role in this was that I, I was there for all the interviews. Uh, I did some of them solo, some of them with Eric. And then I took all the all, everything that we recorded in, from the, the voice memos to the interviews. And I wrote narration. So I wrote the narration. And I... And do the narrating. And I narrated and I edited everything into a consumable five-part, approximately three-hour story telling experience uh, for the listener and Doug provided the music. So there's amazing music in there from Doug who is, you know, been a musician for the majority of his life. And it's, it's partly just an entertaining story while also being inspirational for anyone who wants to start a thing, whether that's a business or a podcast. And there's also specific advice pertaining to the restaurant industry when it comes to, uh, what it takes to actually open a restaurant, especially from a pers- the perspective of Doug, who, as we said, was a hip-hop artist, but he was neither a barista ever, nor was he a business owner. So he's kind of coming at this totally not knowing what he's doing, but he- we were lucky enough to have this person, Doug, who journaled the entire process. And I had access to those journals, so I used all this information to create a narrative and a story and... I think that it's super entertaining. I tried to be funny and lighthearted and witty when it comes to the narration to make it. I think this thing is entertainment first, but very close second is intended to be inspirational and give advice to people looking to open or do some kind of monumental thing the way Doug did with this pod with this uh, with this uh, coffee shop. Yeah. Um, well uh, spoke. So what, how would you describe it's a it's a narrative based nonfiction Am I missing anything specific that you want to nonfiction narrative driven five part miniseries audio documentary about Doug York opening a coffee shop? Yes. And um, before we let you guys go ahead and listen to it, I just kind of want to plant a little seed uh, with you that if this inspires you to start your own podcast, that if you have been audio journaling your journey of opening a restaurant and I mean, I, I don't think I speak for you, Jared, when I, or I don't think I'm speaking out of place when I say we'd be willing to do something else like this. Like 
the way I see this is, is an opportunity for Jared to kind of grow as a producer. Uh, I believe in giving opportunities and, and creating opportunities for people, bringing people up. Uh, we want to do other different projects to kind of show what Jared can do. So uh, don't be shy. If you enjoy this, this podcast and you want to do something like it, or maybe we can inspire you to start recording now. If you're just starting your journey and in a year, reach out. Like who knows what we can do together, but we, I think this is a cool opportunity opportunity for us to kind of expand our reach and our offering with Restaurant Unstoppable. So just, I just want to pl- plant that seed before we hit play. And uh, if you guys want to know where to find this podcast, say, for example, if you listen to episode one and you can't wait for episode two, three, and four, and five to come out, what you can do is head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash seven north or search seven north in all popular podcast players and that's the number seven north one word uh we actually have this whole series uh published on itunes right now so you can listen to the whole thing uh if you can't wait for the next episode to come out so we're going to be releasing this on monday wednesday and friday the last two weeks of this year anything i have not mentioned jared i would just like to say that i'm extremely proud of this thing I'm proud of the work that I put into it. I'm proud of Doug for making, for creating this company, um, this uh, this coffee shop. And I, I just to second what you said, I see this as sort of like a proof of concept in that I would love to tell more people's stories through the podcast platform, through this audio documentary uh, medium. Um, I would love to do this again in the future. So if if that sounds like something you might be interested, hit us up. For sure. All right. We've gone too long already. So let's just let you guys take a listen and we hope you enjoy it. Happy holidays and happy new year. Anything I should be saying that I have not said yet. I think we're good. Let's hit play. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Enjoy. Hear those crickets? Those noisy little insects exist inside my head in the nighttime savannas of my mind. Welcome, dear listener to the inside of my mind. Before we begin, I must banish these bugs. Ah, much better. Now that we have silenced, I need to clear something up early on. This is the story of Seven North, a little coffee shop in a little town in New Hampshire. My name is Jared Parisi, producer and host of the Space Dreamers podcast, producer and editor for the Restaurant Unstoppable podcast, and friend of Doug York. Who is Doug York? Ease up, dear listener. We're getting there. This is Doug's story. He is the hero, the protagonist, but I am the narrator. The story will be told with my words, my voice, and my point of view. A few months ago, I didn't know Doug. A few months ago, I was working for Restaurant Unstoppable and working on launching my own podcast, The Space Streamers. Before we get to Doug, we need to meet Eric. What up, Unstoppables? I have a great show for you today. But before I get into what you can expect, Eric Cacciatore is the host and founder of Restaurant Unstoppable, the number one restaurant industry podcast in the world. Eric ran into Doug at Doug's own coffee shop, Seven North Coffee Company in Exeter, New Hampshire. They realized they share a passion for hospitality and storytelling. They both felt the surge of collaborative energy flowing in their veins and tingling at their fingertips. Or maybe that was just the coffee. Either way, they hit it off. Matter of fact, I'll let them explain. I'm going to just come in with a little dialogue right now. So right now we're sitting at 7 North in Exeter, New Hampshire. Uh, I came in like two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe longer, um, and just started chatting up Doug, uh, Doug York, sitting to my right. 
um, on just what's up, man. What's your story? Then you asked me what I'm doing, who I am. And I told you about my podcast. Then you told me about your vision for a podcast. And I was like, dude, like do it. And here's us sitting down, just doing it. We don't know what it's going to look like or what the approach is. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about now. Um, so take it from there. Ah, uh, yes. The humble beginnings. This conversation took place back in December of 2020, when the idea for this podcast was simply that, an idea. The three of us, Eric, Doug, and I, were sitting down for the very first time to find out what Doug had to say, how he built a coffee shop during a pandemic, but more importantly, who is Doug, and why is he the star of this podcast? Okay. So this is Doug. I'll introduce myself <laughs> myself and my voice. You came in here, we started talking, and you told me about Restaurant Unstoppable. Yes. The podcast that you've been doing for a long time now, Eight over 700-something yeah. episodes. Um, and I had talked with you about this podcast that I wanted to create that was kind of telling the journey, starting the story of a restaurant from almost day one. And so what I had started doing was recording voice memos prior to even opening a coffee shop about opening a coffee shop and what that's like. Because I feel like too many times we hear about the story after the fact. It's like, oh, I opened up a coffee shop and here's how I did it. I was interested in this idea of... I opened a coffee shop and here's how I'm doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So, because I feel like that's what I would have wanted when I, that is what I wanted when I was trying to figure out how to start this thing. Oh, I am beginning to see now. I am like Robert Duvall at the end of THX 1138 when he emerges from the underground seeing the sun for the very first time. The story is coming to light. I understand my purpose as narrator. I am here to serve the Doug that existed a year ago, the Doug who did not have a coffee shop. Doug the Dreamer. Put another way, I'm here to serve you, dear listener, to build your dreams, to banish those noisy crickets, and get to work. The purpose of this podcast is to tell you that you are not alone, you who wants to make your dream of owning a business a reality. Doug did it. Doug is still doing it. Come with me, and we'll find out how. All right, so I'm recording this because I don't know what else to do right now. I'm going to give my most honest account of where I am. So maybe one day I'll be able to look back on this. The building that I'm hoping to lease for the coffee shop has been sold. I have no idea what the new owner's plans are. I've been waiting for the sale to go through to find out who the owner is so I can connect with them and talk about leasing the space. I just feel like it's not going to work. I feel like it's not going to happen that they're going to use the space for something else. And this dream I have is, is just not going to come to fruition. I mean, that's just honestly how I feel. Doug recorded that voice memo with his iPhone early on the morning of January 13th, 2020 long before his coffee shop was a solid thing, 
a place to walk into. He began this journey by recording voice memos, tracking the progress of opening Seven North Coffee Company so that he could one day tell the story of Seven North for the benefit of other folks in his position. In the beginning, Doug struggled to find the resources he needed to build his dream. There's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of blogs about here's how you open a coffee shop, but there's nobody really telling their story. Yeah. And so I felt like it was important to hear somebody's story about the struggle, the success, the roadblocks. Yeah. And I think doing it in real time, because you can reflect back and be like, oh, that was really rough. And like you can, but when you're in it, like the roughness comes out it's audible on your voice yeah like, it's like you yeah. don't have to say that was rough you yeah. can just tell yeah so right now we're just we're not who knows if we use this but we just kind of figure we would just sit down and hit record and kind of talk about what the plan is if this is a part of what you do awesome if it's not awesome but i think we just need to start right yes very true eric thank you just start eric and his guests on restaurant unstoppable often say that you simply need to start we all dream and we all have ideas, but an idea is as valuable as the person who is executing it. You may have a version of your ideal end goal in your head, and it may be perfect, but achieving perfection is akin to asking the sun to rise in the west, and the very next morning, it does. It simply isn't going to happen. In the beginning, Doug wasn't chasing perfection. He was chasing a landlord. I'm in this, I'm, I'm at this point where it's like, I gotta wait. I have to wait and see what's gonna happen. I, I, I don't even know what to do. I'm nervous. And I'm not even nervous for the reasons that you will be nervous about a business. And maybe that's a problem, but I'm just nervous that I'm not even gonna get to start. I'm nervous that I have this idea and I'm as close to the gate as I've ever been and I'm just not going to get an opportunity to even begin. It's just a lot of things going on right now. Before you get started, you will need a vision. In the business world, we call it a mission statement. What is your mission? What is your goal? If you enter the hospitality or restaurant industries motivated by money, you're going to get banished like those crickets from the proactive dreamer's mind. You need to get into this industry because you love it because you have the hospitality gene, because you love to bring people together. If you don't love the work that you do in the restaurant industry, you will get burned and the heat will not be something you can stand and out of the kitchen you must get. Am I rambling now? I think I need a pivot. Does Doug have a vision, a mission statement? Let's find out. Wait, as a matter of fact, why is Doug even doing this? I'm gonna get my mission statement real quick. Yeah, man, grab it. You're doing great. I think, I think it helps sum up what I'm trying yeah. to say. While Doug grabs his mission statement, we need to go back even further to when he first realized owning a coffee shop could be in his future. This was a long time ago in a place called España. Like I, was in, I was in Spain once, and I went to this little cafe, just super local, and it was, it was everything about it from the way the lights hit the bar to the plates that were stacked behind to the barista hustling around to the people talking with each other it's always it's always the energy more than the shop itself so i'm not drawn to a particular coffee shop i'm more drawn to the energy which i'm kind of just realizing through this conversation that that's what i was always um in search of and i was drawn to 
the not energy. the energy. So if so, if a place had good energy, I would go back. Oh, a coffee shop in Spain sounds nice, doesn't it? So Doug likes the energy of a coffee shop and the sense of community one can offer. But enough reminiscing. Has Doug found that mission statement yet? Ah, yes. Here he is. I don't know. I think I think it all sounds kind of weird. All right. So a little bit of context. Um, for me, when I came across specialty coffee, it really changed the game for me. But now I'm just, I just want to serve the best, right? At the same time, to me, coffee is just the vehicle for what I'm really trying to do. I was thinking about that when I was writing this mission or just like reflecting on like, what is my mission statement? Do I need a mission statement? I feel like other places do. You know, I listen to a lot of your podcasts and like missions are (laughs) very important and a very big piece. And so I'm like, do I do that? So then I, I was thinking about it and writing and I said to myself, the mission is to inspire and foster human connection and fuel our guests to live their most fulfilled lives wherever the journey may take them. So when I look at what I'm trying to do and my number one goal is to, I guess, inspire other people to live their most fulfilled life, whatever that life may be. Yeah, and I love the line, fuel fuel connection. And it sounds like the connection for you is the common the commonality in creating and using creativity to connect and to create a safe space for that. I mean, but I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it feels like just from the conversation, is that accurate? Or is it more the coffee, the focus? The coffee is the vehicle. The purpose is hospitality. The purpose is service. The purpose is helping others to live their best life. So when they come in here, they're energized for the day and then they can go off and do whatever it is they have to do that day feeling empowered and ready to take on whatever the day may bring. I don't know enough about this industry to fake it, you know? It's like like I was listening to some of your other interviews and saying to myself like these people have so much experience. And they grew up like in the restaurant business and they've worked every single job in it. And like, it's almost like a family of sorts. And I feel like I'm outside of that family, you know, and I want to be in the family, but I lack the experience. So I'm just going to do what I can do. And I'm just going to do me. Yeah. And hopefully I can almost create a new family from that. If you are listening to this podcast, you are part of the family that Doug is talking about here. So welcome. Do you have a mission statement? Is your big idea just an idea or does it have a purpose, a direction? You know, you may need help narrowing down a mission statement. Other perspectives matter and can help you in further defining your mission, like Eric does here. And there's a theme that I'm picking up on. I think it's a really good positive theme. Um it's a good reinforcing theme that you're in this industry for the right reasons Mm. because 
from what I'm gathering, it's about the experience you want to create for others. You want to recreate that same experience you had for yourself, that creative environment, that safe space that allowed you to do what you did. And that's what a coffee spot is for you. It's a, a place to create and you want to be able to help others create like you did back in the past. And you want to recreate that experience, that energy that you want to recreate that energy that allowed you to create right. for others. Right. And you're feeding the soul. Right. You know? And I think that's what, when people look to, to say what feeds the soul, that's what makes them successful in this industry. Because at the end of the day, food is important. Mm-hmm. Coffee is important. But how do people feel right. when they come to your space? Right. I think the fact that you that that's your leading edge, that, that that's your driver, I think is crucial to your future success. Beautiful. Now we know Doug's heart is in the right place. His mission statement is to provide a safe place to serve excellent coffee to fuel his patrons' day and to foster community and creativity within the four walls of Seven North Coffee Company. A person whose heart is in the right place is all well and good, but what about the head? Heart and head must work in tandem in order for dreams to come true. How did Doug secure the space in which we are interviewing him? What was the first real step in the direction of business ownership? So it was November 2019, right before Thanksgiving. And I was driving to RJ's, which is right across the street, just to grab something random. I saw a for sale sign on the window. And that's when I had to do a double take. You're like, is that real? (laughs) Because I thought that Lexi's was never going to sell this place. I mean, you know. Lexi's is a very popular burger joint that once occupied the space where Seven North Coffee Company currently occupies. So when I saw the sign, I pulled up, I looked in the window (laughs) to make sure like everything was cleaned out. You know, I wasn't just like someone's playing a trick, putting a freaking for sale sign. And uh, that's when I texted my wife and I was like, I just sent her a photo and said, the caption was where the rubber meets the road because I had been talking about it for so long. So Doug's dream location for his coffee shop finally becomes available in November of 2019, and he decided it was time. It was time to meet the road with rubber. Next up, find a way inside. All right. I'm going to record the first, I'll call it prelude, to the podcast that I'm planning on creating when when I start the coffee business. So I'm here right now. I'm sitting in front of my computer at my current job, and I'm looking to register my business. I have no idea how to do this. I've never done it before. I don't even have a lease yet, but I'm praying that I get the lease on the space that I need to start the coffee shop. I'm a little bit at a loss as what to do next. So I'm recording this as somewhat of a journal entry to look back on, to kind of hear when I had no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm going to learn, I'm going to grow, and I'm going to keep putting it out there that this is a real thing. This is going to be a real thing. So I'm registering 
the business. I'm at the New Hampshire Department of State website, uh, putting in my information, and we'll see how it goes. Doug talks a lot in these early voice memos about keep putting it out there, about prayer, about manifesting. These things are needed in the beginning, but eventually they must give way to actual movement, to the actual meeting of rubber and road. Just to put it out there, just to keep putting it out there. My hope is this is it. My hope is that I can give my all to this idea, but it's hard to know what that looks like. This is one of the ideas to create a podcast so other people can see that you can start from nothing, that you can start from less than nothing, that you can start with just a single idea and put it out into the world and keep working and keep going and showing up every day and putting the energy out there and telling people about it. And one day, one day you'll look back and say it was worth it. So that's all I'm hoping for and that's all I'm working for right now. I'm going to keep putting the energy out there. Eventually, the energy that was emanating from Doug left Earth, performed a slingshot maneuver around the moon, and slammed back into him with the force of a comet. He finally does what so many have failed to do. He did something. Sitting at his desk, at the last job he ever held, Doug York took action. He took a giant leap forward. So I'm here, I'm at work, my current job, and I'm putting together an action I don't know about you guys, but... Personal opinion, I think these voice memos can get a tad depressing. So let's throw some funk on it. I don't know exactly what to put on it, but I'm trying to write down all the information that I'm going to need to do over the course of the next month to get this off the ground. So today is December 27th. I don't know, but in some awesome news, I emailed somebody who is very successful in the restaurant industry and asked them to be a mentor and they said yes. So I really can't believe it. I had a little bit of a relationship with this person prior to uh, just to some other work that we've done together. And when I asked them if they wanted to be a mentor, I had no idea which way it was going to go. I didn't know what they were going to say. And to my surprise, and also, also, I feel very blessed and fortunate about it, uh, this person said yes. So I'm super excited, and I cannot wait to take the next steps. So now Doug has a mentor. Here's some actionable advice for you. Get a mentor. Reach out to other people who do what you are striving to do. Collaboration breeds success. The fact that you have found this podcast may suggest that you need help with your business. You are not alone. Get help. Those of us who can do monumental things by ourselves are rare. I commend them, but they are not my audience. More on mentors later, though. For now, we must find out how Doug who I have not yet mentioned, does not have restaurant or barista experience, managed to convince multiple people at multiple integral stages in this process to give him a chance and help him build this business. It's 
been so busy these last 24 hours that I almost forgot to record this. I'm doing everything I can to try and secure lending. I am hopefully, I'm, I'm meeting with the bank tomorrow and take these next steps. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just putting one foot in front of the other and doing the best job I can. As the narrator and marshaller of all the moving parts of this podcast, I sifted through every one of Doug's early voice memos. In the beginning, it's all dreaming, wishing, and talking. But we reach a point here where things actually start to happen. So I just met with the bank, and I think the meeting went okay. It's not like they just say, oh, good plan, here's your money. And here is where I need to step in and suggest that you get yourself a mentor, a person in your corner who has done this before. Doug has literally no idea what to expect when walking into a bank and asking for money. Here he explains what it's like to tell someone who has zero bias toward you what your small dreams need to become big realities. It's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking to try to explain your idea coherently to somebody who has seen a lot of ideas and uh, has no bias towards you one way or the other. It's not like talking to a friend or talking to a family member. I mean, this person is just... Anyway, I think the meeting went okay. This is a new experience for me. Everything's new, but I'm going to keep doing whatever I can. I'm just going to wake up every single day, do everything I can. Frustration and inaction can lead to stagnation and a sense that your end goal may just be outside of your grasp. This feeling can pull the handbrake of any hopeful entrepreneur who is gaining speed. This feeling can also lead to an infestation of dread and hopelessness, an infestation of crickets. Have you ever heard the expression, fake it till you make it? Many successful restaurateurs hawk up their early successes to this idea. One thing you and Doug from a year ago can do is be cunning. Cunning is an adjective. Its definition is having or showing skill in achieving one's ends by deceit or evasion. Doug knew he had to fake a few things to even get into the space that he wanted to lease. I'm going to let Doug tell you all about how to fake it till you make it. So the first step for you in your mind was I needed some level of legitimacy. If I'm going to approach somebody and ask for the space, how did you go about approaching that person? So fast forward a few months, I came in and I looked at, I looked at it acting like I was going to buy it because I just wanted to get in the building. So I called the realtor and I was like, yeah, I'm interested in buying you know, this place, I just wanted to like take a look at it. And she was awesome. And, you know, she let me in and the guy who owned it, he was here. <laughs> and I'll go into the full story because fuck it. Um, yeah. He was actually like living here because he had no place to live. Okay, He was in Alaska at the time. He had owned this building for decades. He moved back from Alaska and was literally living here. So he had a cot on the floor and his shit just like everywhere. It was, I mean, he was clean about it, but it was just like he was straight up squatting in his own house. <laughs> and uh, so that was weird. 
And so I'm walking around and I'm acting like, you know, interested in, in buying it. But what I was really interested in is feeling what it would feel like to have a coffee shop in this place. And is that a real, could I really do it? Ayo, genius idea alert. So on the surface, Doug was just scoping out a potential commercial real estate opportunity. But beneath that calm, sexy exterior beats the heart of a true entrepreneur, a person who recognizes opportunity and grabs it. Even after a little trickery, though, your goal could still be out of reach. But a tad cunning and entrepreneurial spirit can add an extra few inches to your extended yawning fingers. Just physically being in the space told Doug that it was, in fact, his dream location. And based on the layout and based on my vision, does it make sense? So that was the first step to, is this something that I could do? And what would it feel like if I were in this space doing it? Okay, so you had no intention of buying the place. You just knew that the only way you could look at the space that you wanted to lease was to pretend like you were buying it. Correct. And you did that. Yes. So I'm trying to think of the best adjective to apply to that. Cunning? I think that's too evil. <laughs> yeah, or just fake it till you make it. Fake yeah. it till you make it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm impressed. Like, yeah. That's awesome that you did so that. So the person that was living here who was, who was quote-unquote squatting here was the previous owner because he sold the building to somebody else, your current landlord. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wait, so how did that meeting end with, with the squatting? Were you like, I'll get back to you, or were you like, I'm just kidding, I want to lease it? It was like, I'll get back to you. Okay. Yeah. Doug did not buy the building. Somebody else did. Eventually, a for rent sign showed up in the door, and Doug called it. He cold called it, which led to a meeting with the new owner. So I knew that somebody bought it, so then it was just a mission to find out who bought it and then track that person down. How'd you do that? A month went by, I think, and there's probably voice recordings like during that time. I don't know if they're in there or not. Yes, Doug, they are in there. Here, I found one. Some developments in everything happening. I finally, finally connected with the owner yesterday after weeks of trying to and talking to different people, trying to make the connection. I was able to connect, we met, I told him about my plan, he thought it was great, I'm hoping we can take the next step, we can get a contract going, and then it's on, it's on. But next step, here we are. The excitement is detectable in his voice. Things are finally falling into place. Unlike Doug from a year ago, you don't have to wait weeks to find out if he got the space or not. I'm here to tell you that he did. Let's catch up with Doug from a few months ago to find out how reflecting on this time has made him feel. I had a ton of autonomy in my last job, right? Yeah. I was doing video production and working for the school system and doing a bunch of freelance stuff on the side. And I had autonomy and I was still miserable. <laughs> I had all the things that they say like, you know, uh, what what gives people drive and it's like autonomy, purpose, and there's one other that's escaping me right now. But I had all the, I had the three. And I'm like, then why am I not like pushing myself to go harder? Oh, it was it was uh, expertise. Okay. Right? So I'm sitting there like why why am I not driven in this respect if I'm if I'm checking all these three boxes where I was just in the wrong lane. 
I was doing something that I enjoyed, but I wasn't doing something that like was filling the tank. So at his old job, Doug did not feel fulfilled, even though he possessed all that one would assume leads to fulfillment. Doug was searching for more. I think it's time we really got to know Doug on a more personal level. Anyone with the know-how and the drive can lease a commercial retail space and either succeed or fail. But who is Doug as a person, and does he have the hospitality gene? One thing I've noticed about Doug is that he is a dreamer, but he is also a doer. This is a rare combination, but a beneficial one for sure. Even at the young age of 18, Doug was always looking for more. His tank was never full, even when he was filling it with illegally obtained booze. People used to get pissed off at me at parties because I was the kid when we were all drunk, you know, on the couch or whatever, back in high school or whatever it was. It was like, so what are you going to do with your life? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing? You know, like, what do you want to do? At the time, I, it, it was coming across like, what do you want to do? But I think what I was really saying is, what's going to give you the most purpose? What's going to make you f- feel fulfilled? Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about, 18 years old. Like, And most people are just like, dude, I don't know. I just want to fucking drink right now. But I couldn't do that. And so this is the manifestation of a life of wanting to fuel people to be fulfilled. Do you remember who or what taught you that? Obviously pre-18. Like, where does that come from? I don't know. I think it comes from myself wanting to be fulfilled. That's the only time I'll truly feel happy is when I'm surrounded by people who are living their best life. So there it is, dear listener. Doug is a hospitalitarian. That right there proves it. So where are we in this narrative? Hmm. Oh, yes. Doug is gearing up for a final meeting with the landlord to hopefully sign the lease. This is around February and March of 2020, when not a whole lot else was going on in the world. What could possibly stop Doug now? COVID wasn't what we know it to be now when you were discussing the lease. And when, when you were talking about getting early March was like when it landed in Seattle. Everything shut down in mid-March. I think maybe we should talk about how your whole like um, perspective and way you approach this changed because of COVID. Just and I'll just so I have April second. <clears throat> it's you're, you titled it "Middle of a Pandemic." It says nice. I have written here. Little did we know it was the beginning of a pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah, I have here. So much has changed since last recording. In the process of signing the lease, uh, who opens a cafe during a pandemic and a government shutdown? And then you switch to a more positive note where it's, I believe this will bring people together. When people are allowed to be together again, they will want to come together at my coffee shop. So maybe what happened between like early March and signing the lease in terms of the pandemic and how did it change your trajectory? So there was a thought of not doing this at all because of the pandemic. I said to myself then, would I be crazy for opening up a coffee shop when literally restaurants are getting shut down every single day. And I sometimes, I had this thought a few weeks ago, I, kind of, I journaled this actually, 
I said to myself, if somebody told me 10 years ago, you're going to open a coffee shop in the middle of a pandemic and worldwide shutdown of restaurants, I would have told them, you're probably right. Because for whatever reason, and this is what I was writing at the time, when there's an easy road and a hard road, I always go the hard road. I never go the easy road. I could have, when I, when I graduated college, I could have, I was working at a, a, a ABC, a TV network, and I think I've heard of it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I could have just stayed on that road, but I left New York to go sleep on couches and be an artist. So when opening this place in April or or thinking about opening this place in April, I was saying to myself, now is the only time to do it. Because if I can do it now during what is foreseeably the hardest time and figure it out, then everything else, knock on wood, should be. Yeah. It's going to be the first year of opening a restaurant. It's going to be horrifying regardless of I'm scared every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Um, so I, and I think there is some truth that if you can open and survive a restaurant, and how many, how many other opportunities are you going to get for your dream spot to become available? You know? Right. It's like a price to pay. You right. Know? Um, opening, opening up during a pandemic has always been on my mind. And at that time, I thought that it would be over by June. Like, we get this pandemic under control, Places would start opening in June. I could open in July, you know, and July of 2021. No, July, right. (laughs) And, uh, and everything would be fine. And then that obviously didn't happen. Yeah. And here we are. The universe may have created that thing that you use as an excuse for why you cannot do something. The universe could very well have maliciously or randomly placed that very thing right in your path to fulfillment. But you, dear listener, are the maker of the excuse. You have taken an obstacle and turned it into a momentum ender when it is merely a thing to get over, a step in the right direction. Doug has been going against the grain since he was a kid, never shying away from a challenge. And his ignorance about the restaurant industry affords him no good days, I put in quotes, with which to compare these COVID days. This Dear listener, is an advantage. You know, Doug came to Eric and myself looking to learn more. Sure, he wants his story told, but at the same time, he wants to learn from those who do what he is doing well. This is where all of Eric and Restaurant Unstoppable's connections come into play, and a fruitful relationship should soon bloom between us. But have you ever considered what could be learned from the seeker of help, the feeler for knowledge? What can Doug teach us? What can a soulful, half-drunk teenager grow up and teach you about the world and how you've been navigating it all wobbly? The answer is apparently a lot. You know, a lot of times I feel like I got to figure this out. The night before I opened. When was this? This was in August. This was August, like 16th, I guess it would have been. I 
was was having like this panic attack like I have no idea what I'm doing you know I've never made a drink for somebody in my life like I didn't I didn't uh, work in a coffee shop prior to, and to wh- opening. When was this. that? What was the date? This was August. So I opened August 17th. So okay. this was like the, the night before that. So yeah, so the night before, um, I was like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing. But then I told myself, the only way I'm going to know is by doing it. And the moment that I do it, now I know how to do it. Yeah. Like I'm going to screw up a lot. Yeah. And I did. But the only way to get to where you want to go is by just taking the step to do it. So Doug York, owner of Seven North Coffee Company, has finally become a restaurant industry professional. And now we circle back to just do it. Just start. Perfection is a phantom you'll be chasing until the next pandemic. Don't go chasing phantoms, waterfalls, or perfection for that matter. Chase knowledge. Chase experience. Chase that feeling of achieving something when everyone told you that you couldn't. Yesterday, I was a guy who had never created a nonfiction, narrative-driven podcast. Today I am. And look where it got me. You're listening to this. You who wants to open a business. You who wants to start a podcast. Today, I could be speaking to you 1,000 years in the future, listening to antique podcasts while shredding a half pipe with your hoverboard as flying cars blot out the sun above your head where pollution hasn't already. And yesterday, I was eventual dust. As I wax poetically, though, I feel a little bit nervous, on edge, like banished visitors are coming back and drowning me out. One way to combat unwanted thoughts is through triumph. We need to go all the way back now to the Doug of about a year ago and see how he's doing with that lease. So today was the day. I did it. I signed the lease. It was so surreal. I felt like I had been working on this for months, not knowing if it was ever going to happen. I'm so grateful and I'm ready to work. I'm ready to do whatever it takes and whatever is necessary to create a space for people to feel comfortable, to feel connected, to feel safe, to feel creative. That's what I'm building. I keep doing these check-ins just so I can document this journey, document what's happening as it happens. I know it seems like a jump between when this was just an idea and I was just thinking about it to now and I wish that I had caught a little bit more of that in between it was just it was such a lull that felt like nothing was going on it just felt so slow and like nothing was happening but I was working to get it going I was working to figure out how much things cost I was tightening the business plan I was tightening the expenses the startup costs there was work being done it just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere, but today was just a huge breakthrough. It just felt like I got through a door and now now there's another door and I gotta get through that door. This is just the beginning. It's like I said on the story earlier, this is this is day one. Today is day one and it's time to work. It's time to do the work. So the next step, get a coffee supplier, start reaching out to wholesalers about food, finding vendors and keep working, get the space built out, keep working. But today 
is the day. Today is day one. Today I sign the lease and today we get to work. Isn't it weird how when you look back on a journey, day one never feels like the beginning? Day one is always elusive, hard to pin down. Was the Big Bang day one? Was God's first day building the earth day one? What about when the earth was just an idea God had? If the big man was in the hot seat right now and I asked him, hey bro, when did you first get the idea to build a whole planet? I firmly believe he would struggle to tell you the exact day. But what do we remember? What tale do we tell? We start on day one. A mere five lines into the book of Genesis and the earth has already been created and the first day has passed. The rest is history. Your history, my history, Doug's history. So this is day one. What will day two look like? Something that was really unique to me, and it was a perspective I never had until you said it, is that hip-hop is authenticity. So if you want something to be hip-hop, it doesn't necessarily reflect the age of hip-hop as much as it does the person who's behind it, the creator. Authentic to yourself. So hip-hop should be authentic to the person. And I love this analogy right now because we always talk about this on the show is that your restaurant should be an extension of who you are Mm. because you have to show up to it every day. And if it's an extension of you, then it's going to be that much easier to show up when it's the seventh day in the week and you're on 90 hours of work and like maybe not as much to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be able to come here every day if I didn't walk in and it didn't feel like... An, an extension of me yeah to to your point exactly and my hope is to be able to bring on people that feel the same way because i know that it's asking a lot of people to spend their time here to work here um and i want them to feel like they are a part of it too so how are you going to find those people I have no idea. Yourself, those people. I'm hoping to learn that through the network. Well, dude, I think you're doing it already. You know, I think you're doing it by saying you're putting yourself out there. You know, like you said it out loud. You know, when you recognize the space would be a great place for a coffee shop, the first step is putting it into the universe, right? And letting it be known. And I think if you have any ounce of integrity. It's almost like when you do see that space come available, you're like, shit, now I got to do it because I said I would. Okay, time out. Before I sign off, I need to do a little research. What is Eric talking about there? Hip-hop? Authenticity? Quick little Google search here. Hello, what is this? Doug used to be a rapper? And a successful one? He had a band? And three albums? Say what? This must be part of the story on the next episode of The Story of Seven North. Shit where every minute counts. These naysayers try to fill my